well, I guess daunting is the right word. We are accountable for so much in our profession uh, today. Um, and it's you, you cannot do it, in my view, you can't do it alone. Um, and you can't do it solo, um, uh, if that's your pleasure, out of the gate. You have to be um, mentored, whether that's mm. the kind of brokerage that, that you're joining or a, a specific team. Um, but it, the, it's, you need to have the appropriate guidance out there today for sure. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Level Up. As always, I'm Daniel. I'm here with Katie, and today we have a super special guest that I am very excited to introduce. We are joined today by Miss Diane Usher. If you don't know her, you're about to, because Diane has quite an amazing story we're going to dive into. But even in summary, this might take a couple seconds, so I apologize if this is a bit embarrassing, Diane, but Diane has held the titles of president of not just the Ontario Real Estate Association, not just the York Region Real Estate Board, but also the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board, as well as countless positions and committee memberships and directorships in those organizations, as well as the Canadian Real Estate Association. I am fortunate enough to share a seat on currently the Government Relations Committee at the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board, and that's how I've come to know Diane. And it is an absolute pleasure to get to know her more. She's the managing broker at Sotheby's International Realty Canada, as well as the Senior Director of Ontario Talent Growth. If I got that right, please yes, correct me did. if it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, there are many more mouthfuls I could get out there, but then I wouldn't give you any platform to speak at all. So I am just going to say welcome once again, and thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, Daniel. It is indeed a pleasure. Well, it's it's our pleasure to have you. We're going to talk about all sorts of things today, um, and I'm going to dive right into it, maybe with uh, going beyond what I said and just letting people out there into a little bit of the, the backstory of what got you into real estate and what got you so involved in our industry to this point today. Oh, wow. Uh, great question. Uh, what got me into real estate was a move from uh, uh, Centre Corps or the West End of Toronto all the way to the country. And I didn't like the commute. And my real estate experience uh, over that journey uh, spawned me, uh, spawned an interest in getting into real estate, period. So uh, for the first chunk of my real estate career, it was out in the country uh, selling farms. Um, yes, sometimes in my stilettos, yes, but um, so selling everything from farms to vacant land uh, to, to um, vintage homes. I kind of specialized a little bit in vintage homes um, and, and still uh, can certainly appreciate them. Uh, what got me involved in organized real estate was whining. So um, I, my, uh, my broker of the day, I was complaining about whatever I was complaining about. It had something to do with MLS. That much I do remember. Uh, and he said, well, get involved, do something about it. And that's what started me getting involved in, um, in, in organized real estate at the York Region Real Estate Board. Um, I think my first committee was um, on MLS and then that morphed into uh, professional standards and, and education. And then I went from York to Ontario to Toronto and then Korea. That's amazing. That's such an amazing progression. And in terms of 
what you learned in the organized real estate space, how did that help you within your own real estate business? It's one of the things that I've really, really come to appreciate in real estate uh, in general, that it's a career that has no boundaries. And there are many different avenues that you you can take and progress. You can um, sell real estate forever in our profession. You can end up building um, uh, your own brokerage, building your own team. You can morph into appraisal work. I morphed into, and in part because of my organized real estate activities uh, and the educational component, I ended up uh, doing an awful lot of mentoring in my the brokerage that I was working for. Small brokerage, so I was one of those um, selling brokers, which is not an easy role at all. Uh, and quite frankly, I don't recommend it. Um, but for many years, I was, um, as I said, a, a selling manager, mentoring, supporting, guiding, um, and coaching new people to the profession. Um, our profession is a wonderful profession, but it is a little daunting to get into. And certainly today, more than, than ever before, uh, when I started, uh, it was a five-week course. Uh, and you had your, your license for forever. Uh, we didn't even have to to recertify every couple of years at that point. And yes, I'm dating myself when I say that. <laughs> uh, however, um, it, it was daunting then. Um, there was just so much to learn. Um, and um, so fast forward to today, it's even more daunting, um, more um, uh well, I guess daunting is the right word. We are accountable for so much in our profession uh, today. Um, and it's you, you cannot do it, in my view, you can't do it alone. Um, and you can't do it solo, um, uh, if that's your pleasure, out of the gate. You have to be um, mentored, whether that's mm. the kind of brokerage that, that you're joining or a, a specific team. Um, but it, the, it's, you need to have the appropriate guidance out there today for sure. Um, so because of that, that's how I got into to pure management. Um, the I uh, because of my involvement in organized real estate, um, I was able to connect with um, uh, other brokers and other firms um, and in other uh, neighborhoods. So uh, back uh, just uh, around twenty years ago now, um, I joined um, Royal Page uh, here in uh, in Toronto strictly as a as a as a manager and um so that and that and then i went from there to a regional manager uh and then i went from there to um a firm called johnson and daniel which is um the luxury division of uh royal page and in, in the corporate sphere um and then from there to uh, sotheby's international realty canada so you've done a couple of things yeah Yes, there's a few. You've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. well, and and I, three, I, three plus two children together. I had all my babies while I was in real estate. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And and, and, and that was uh, fun uh, and challenging also. Yeah, I'm sure you brought them with you maybe in the early oh, years. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I remember well, doing the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, well, that's it. I mean, you, you, what you touched on, I mean, in, in your journey where we're at and even the things you've done along the way, there's just so much change that continues, yes. especially to this day. We're all aware if you're in the Ontario market, especially there's a big amount of change that's uh, on the yes. horizon again. Um, 
And it's interesting. It's funny. Some people might not have made the connection when you said whining is what got you into it. Just to clarify, that's not whining and dining. That's whining no, with no, an H. That's, that's <laughs> whining with an H. That's some, some people think, oh, well, you know, they're getting into this for all the fun. Yeah, you know what? It's fun. There's great stuff. But it really yes. is your ability to see things that you feel could be improved and could be changed. And, yes. and merit, I think, more sets of diverse eyes to to make this industry better. And I thank you for really doing what you've done in the years prior to Katie and I starting to take the reins or share the reins with you on this sort of stuff as well. Um, but I think now that, uh, you, like you said, you've progressed and you're now at Sotheby's, you were in a, a luxury division of Royal LePage. We definitely want to talk about the connection of your experience, what you've learned along the way. There's people out there who hear luxury and there's all kinds of images and thoughts and the spectrum is pretty wide about what people think, what it, what it is to get into it, what it is to sell it, to buy it, to own it. Um, and I want to give you the floor on this and I don't want to steal your thunder, but on Sotheby's, one thing that I read on Sotheby's website, which I think is so poignant and I, and I hope that this is in line with the approach that you take, is there's a line that says luxury is an experience, not a price point. And I think that well, that thank is, you. yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for, thank you for sharing that. And, and that is the point that I would like to reinforce uh, with you as well, Daniel, because that's what we believe. And that is what I hope we're noted for is the luxury experience. It's like that little blue bag from Tiffany's. Mm -hmm. It's, it's that experience when, when you give it and when you receive it, uh, it, it, it's, it's not about the value of the contents. It can be a $10,000 piece of jewelry or it can be a little bangle like I like to wear. Um, mm -hmm. It's just the experience and the excitement. And that's what we like to, to well, that's what we're known for. Um, and that's what we like to, to certainly promote. Um, but yes, we do, uh, we do uh, sometimes have uh, very expensive um, uh, items in that little blue bag uh, yeah. as well. And, and the luxury market is, is not a market that's, uh, I would say, easy to break into and, and people tend to grow into it. Um, the, uh, at, at my prior brokerage, um, the, the roots of that were founded on virtually only luxury and it adapted to the marketplace as well um, with the most of the, which was very unusual for its time. Most of the sales representatives were, um, a female and and be um, married into uh, Toronto's establishment of the time. So they started uh, only as luxury um, uh, here in, in the central part of Toronto and in like markets uh, outside in the GTA as well. Uh, today, they're much like like um, what we are here at, at Sotheby's. There's, um, and if you go on to any of our websites, it's, um, um, you'll see uh, very, very affordable uh, housing. In fact, I would say the majority is is affordable. If you can call Toronto affordable these days. Right, yeah. Uh, what's, what I find interesting about the luxury market today um, is uh, our experience is that there's a tremendous interest um, in acquiring uh, luxury real estate in Toronto, in, Tor in the Toronto area. And we're we're seeing this this fall, um, quite frankly, um, a bit of a surge in um, the double digit um, million dollar properties selling. 
both at the um, condominium level and the freehold level, but more pronounced in the in the freehold level. Um, many of them um, have also been um, off market, often for privacy reasons. Mm. Um, but it's I, I, I've been amazed. We've had four of them uh, within the brokerage within the last week, which is which is surprising. Uh, but there's a tremendous amount of interest. Um, I'm thinking in part it's because of the, um, uh, and these are always short closings, uh, in part because of the um, luxury tax sets um, coming forward at January 1st. Having said that, um, the, uh, in, in speaking with um, my colleagues here and speaking to taxes in general, whether it's, it, it's the uh, luxury tax or, or otherwise, doesn't seem to impact the decision as a whole for that luxury uh, buyer. So the luxury buyers are, are they, they just want luxury, they want what they want, they want it done, they want it turnkey, um, and they want it done very well as mm. also. Yeah. And they 100%. want what they want when they want it, period. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. In terms of, I guess, when somebody would like to break into that luxury market, I know, as you said, that's it's, it's a challenging thing to do. Are there anything, anything in particular that come to mind in terms of what somebody can do in terms of getting started? What are the actions that they should be taking to start progressing into that? Because I'd imagine it's not like, you know, snap your fingers and next week you're in the luxury market like where what are the what's the progression points in your mind uh, the progression point um points are actually uh changing and escalating there's a greater opportunity to break into the luxury market today than there was even a few years ago i would say about 10 years ago the vast majority of luxury buyers were um you know, second and third and fourth time uh, home buyers, whether that's condominiums or homes. Not so today. Uh, there's there's a new generation of, of wealth. So it's easier for, for example, for millennials uh, to, to um, communicate with their sphere of influence in order to, to um, uh, you know, help them and assist them acquiring luxury real estate. Um, um, it would also be important to align yourself with a firm uh, that provides uh, a high level of service. Um, very, very important. Um, yes, it certainly does help if you're with a, a firm that's noted for luxury or there's a luxury affiliation um, of, of some description. Um, so that that's incredibly important to do that rather than just, um, uh, you know, they're very small brokerages or or brokerages with, um, you know, a different business model. I think building on that, you mentioned also the importance and we're huge advocates as well of mentorship training. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. um, where, where, I mean, it's, it's obviously important, but when it comes to somebody, I mean, breaking into any successful type right. of market, it's important, but in luxury, especially Where's the value or where's the where's the approach one would take in in identifying and aligning themselves, not just with the systems, but with the individuals and or teams who could act as mentors or act as coaches for them? Uh, potentially, I don't know if it happens more as a opening you up to it, actual networks of people or more so just to teach you the ins and outs of the different world that is luxury and the different way of thinking that is luxury. 
Okay, so uh, that, that, that's actually a, a ter terrific question. What's important is to um, align yourself in your early days with a firm that can teach you basic selling skills, not necessarily luxury, focus on one thing at a time. Um, there are firms out there that, that provide uh, skills-based training for new realtors. Sotheby's here in Canada is not one of those firms. We do not hire people that are either A, part-time or um, B, um, it, it, they've got to be experienced. Um, and then when they're experienced um, and they have some experience and it doesn't necessarily be, need to be a lot of experience, we can then um, in, in our firm um, for sure, bring them on board and teach them and advise them um, of the nuances of luxury real estate. Our firm, um, and I suggest that they're, I'm, we're not alone out there, um, but uh, our firm is one that's noted for collaboration and collegiality. Um, and our top, top tier realtors, uh, super, super busy realtors that sell those double digit million dollar properties that um, I'm referring to, carry the same business card that I do, carry the same business card that somebody that is brand new to the office, uh, somebody that's perhaps from a different generation and, and, and younger. Um, we all carry the same card. However, we want to ensure that that same business card uh, represents a higher level of service. So there's a tremendous amount of help, support, guidance, even if you're not part of an individual team, even if you're not in partnership with somebody, even if you are uh, capable of, of going uh, solo, uh, you can still benefit from the um, support that we we give in the within the organization. Uh, that's through webinars, that's through mastermind series, that's through um, um, uh, our our sales meetings. And I'll give you an example. Um, our uh, the, our top tier team here. Um, I, I don't think it's appropriate, perhaps, if I uh, mention names, unless you want me to. Um, um, I asked them, I said, hey, gentlemen, would you be kind enough to share your predictions for the luxury market going into 2024 with uh, your colleagues here at Young Street? Um, well, of course, all the reps came uh, from um, uh, Ontario, not all of them, but the vast majority of them did. And I would say probably about 75% of the uh, sales representatives in Sotheby's in central, uh, sorry, in Ontario att attended that one, but attend most of them as well. Uh, they were captivated by these two people that not only spoke eloquently and knowledgeably and shared, shared their experiences, shared their insights uh, with what could be considered competitors. They shared that for almost 45 minutes. And then there was a Q&A. Um, these are two really, really busy gentlemen. Not only did they take time out of their day that day, but they researched to make sure that they had the empirical data to support their commentary as well. So, mm -hmm. so when you have that kind of culture that nurtures yeah, the, the support to help you grow into the luxury marketplace, and that morphs not just here within one office, but that within the organization as a whole. And that also includes uh, Sotheby's in other parts of the world. Yeah, that's huge because I know Sotheby's has such a, a large presence throughout yes. North yes. America and, and beyond. Um, so that's, yes. that's really important. And that collaboration piece, I often find it, 
it can be hard to come by in brokerages. Very much so, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, we've seen for ourselves with our small brokerage, it it's amazing how collaboration just elevates everyone as opposed yes. to knocking people down. Because I've worked for brokerages where you walk into the office and you can tell people are just looking at you and wondering, yeah. you know, are you going to yeah. take my next listing? Things like that, and right. it's just That's not right. a positive experience at all. That's right. You're yeah. absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, in terms I know. Of, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say I know individuals at other firms. This is in, in, uh, with prior brokerages years ago now. Uh, they would take their garbage uh, home out of their uh, out of their office at night. Oh my they would, gosh. So it's, you talk about competitive. It's not not as you said, Katie. Not a not a pleasant experience at all. No, no, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's nice yes, now, yeah. nice to see. And, and, you know, you just have to seek out those brokerages that, that support the collaboration yes. piece, because that's how yes. you'll do so much better in your career. Right. Yeah. Right. In, so in terms of the lead generation piece for, for agents in the luxury market, is it different? Do you find than you know, a typical re residential transaction or do, or in terms of finding leads or, or do you find it's, it's a little bit different? Um, I, I find it, it is different from the perspective that um, higher net worth individuals um, want to ensure that their realtor is um, capable. So they, they screen their realtor. It's not just sort of a buddy or somebody that they answered from a flyer that, you know, mm. was put in their, in their doorway. Um, and then that um, realtor has the opportunity, should they choose, to connect um, other like-minded realtors um, with that same client for different marketplaces. So for example, um, it's not uncommon here to um, uh, refer people uh, from uh, Toronto to Vancouver to Montreal, making a Canadian type move. Sometimes people will do, uh, particularly uh, at this time of year, a Florida move. We do Florida, quite a bit of work with Florida. So you, you develop relationships and referrals to generate your leads on a on a reciprocal basis, um, <clears throat> um, uh, in, internationally as well. Okay, it's interesting. Florida and Arizona also. Oh, okay. I find that, I, I guess, looking at it from ten thousand feet, I wish that's how everybody just naturally worked because it is sort of the nature of how networking and how people yes. helping people yep. should be. Um, and I don't know if it's just sort of natural that someone of high net worth is in that position because they've figured it out a little bit quicker, if that's what makes the yeah. world go around. Um, right. But uh, but definitely, I mean, that's that's a sort of approach that hopefully most people are taking, irrespective of whether they're in luxury or not, is looking to help right. people yes. in other places, yes. um, because it does come back to you for sure. Um, and that's that's what that's. That was me. I was doing the networking when in my early days in real estate, but I used it through organized real estate, connecting myself with other realtors in other communities um, that where I was likely to have a crossover. Not everybody wanted to, uh, uh, you know, leave the city and come and move to my little community north of the city. Sometimes they'd want to move to Oakville or Mississauga or uh, Woodbridge. Um, so I would connect them with realtors in other uh, other communities. So regardless of your brand, make those connections. Yeah, no, definitely. It, it's just, these are all, I, I, I guess that's, it should go without saying, but the caveat to this entire episode is 
these are all lessons people need to take with them, irrespective of what area of the business, or even if you're That's not right. in real estate, you know, like these are yeah. just life lessons of how to do business and how to talk to people right. and, right. and grow yourself as an individual. So um, speaking well a little, a, a little bit more specifically about, I guess, the nature of the industry in where, in where we are right now, the economy in a tougher spot, generally speaking, it's interesting that you said, you know, this has been one of the busier times on the luxury side of things, which, right. which to somebody who's out there grinding on maybe not the double digit million dollar properties, they're saying, well, wait a second, interest rates are at, you know, in recent memory, all time highs, you know, nobody's, yep. you know, nobody's buying, nobody's selling. It's so hard. What do you mean people are buying now? Is there, when you're in luxury, is there a, a different sort of correlation or analytic that you can do to start to predict where things are going? You mentioned that, um, you know, the, the two gentlemen who did the presentation were able to use data to yes. give some insight. Um, is it just on a different sort of cycle? Is it almost entirely based on, like you said before, you know, people of that uh, looking for those properties, they get what they get when they want it. And it's not really right. tied to the market necessarily. Correct. Yeah. Are are there metrics you still look at? Like you mentioned the tax regulation might have an impact. Is it is it that like regulatory environment that has more impact than anything? Uh, oh, I would say um, to, a, to a lesser extent with the luxury market, that would have uh, an impact in uh, in that sort of the mid-range market, not the, uh, of course, with the with the entry level for sure. Um, but the, the luxury buyer and seller, they're not vulnerable to, um, uh, you know, interest rates, mortgage uh, stress tests. They're not vulnerable to anything of that nature. And when they see something that they like, they, they don't care if it's a buyer's market or it's a seller's market. And you're quite right, Daniel, people are out there and they're grinding away um, for sure. Um, however, it's um, you take a look at the mindset of the luxury buyer and seller, they're looking at every day as an opportunity to, you know, a year ago, two years ago, it was very, very much, and for the prior 15 years, it was by and large a seller's market. Um, right now, today's realtor is having to pivot and adapt to um, uh, a changing market. It's a changing market, not a bad market. It's a buyer's market. It's a different market uh, for sure. Uh, and if you're just brand new to the profession in, a, in the last year or so, it's a great time because it's not uh, it's not a cakewalk. You're not an order taker. You're having to to research. You're having to provide advice, not just take an offer and, and be one of 20 offers on a, on, a, on a listing. So so coming into the profession in the last year um, it is is uh, really, really to your advantage. My observation has been that people that have been in the business like eight, nine, 10 years have only seen one market and they're struggling. Mm. Uh, they're just trying to change their mindset to, to say it's not such a, such a bad market out there right now. Mm. I also think that um, there was a statement made uh, a number of years ago, and I don't know if it's, the quote is 100%, um, but Warren Buffett said, when everybody else is, is selling, um, that's when you buy. When everybody else is buying, that's when you sell, and and that's um, and that I think really sums it up from a luxury perspective as well. Yeah, oh, that's great. So for your agents that are coming in, or just maybe in the industry in general, um, what do you find are the main challenges that they're running into right now, 
or, or, and, or <laughs> what are the things that you see agents doing out there that you think maybe they should focus their attention on something else? Do you find there's a common trend with, with agents right now? Yes. The common trend is that, um, the, uh, Broker support. So when I have realtors approach me, um, wanting to to take a look at at opportunities, um, they're looking for more support and more oversight. Um, as as much as I'm not a current fan of um, the uh, current graduates from real estate school, and in, in that they're not uh, practice ready as as we had hoped they would be. Um, I understand now um, that they're being counseled to join a brokerage that provides support. They're being counseled to join a team if they can, uh, if there's a team available for them to join. And a team can be very uh, worthwhile or, or a small brokerage like uh, yours, for example, that's an intimate brokerage or you're there to help, uh, you know all your, your sales representatives, that's really, really important. But um, it, it's important to have um, guidance on a regular basis when you're exposed to a, to a team you can see firsthand like how they're negotiating, um, how the um, the documents are prepared, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I think it, it ties into what you were saying before that this is, for the first time in a little bit, people are doing the job the way the job was meant to be done again. Yes. Like it's yeah. been it's been a bit easy might be unfair because everyone's yeah. working hard, but for the last few yeah. years, there has been a little bit more order taking and a little bit yes. less paying attention to what needs to be done to get the job done the right way. And so right. it's more important than ever to have that support around you, especially when you're starting. Yes. And arguably for those who joined the last two, three years and have only had it fairly easy, you might need a little bit of a refresher that you never got <laughs> to, yes. to get yes. back into it. Yes, um, very true. Very true. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I do want to, I, I know we're, we're, we're getting there in timing now. I know you've got, I mean, I'm sure you have a couple of things to do today, probably a couple <laughs> of things that you're up to. Um, yeah. But I do want to make sure people know uh, how to find you, how to find Sotheby's. Um, people are, all their interest is peaked right now and everybody's jumping into the luxury market this evening. So your phone's going to be <laughs> ringing off the hook, but how can they find you and, uh, and what should they do to get for more, more information? Uh, just give uh, reach out to me at d u s h e r at Sotheby's Realty uh, or our phone a number here at Young Street is four one six nine six zero nine 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 five. Gosh, I'll even give you my cell phone. How about that? Oh wow, I don't know. I, I that's that's up to you. We'll we'll muffle it. Maybe let's leave one digit off, and we'll have people having a bit of a race to see who can find your phone number. <laughs> no, no, it's it's up to you. I mean, I mean, I think uh, def yeah. Why don't they'll they'll find you? They can email you, and yes, I think yes. Uh, yes. We'll if, leave it if, all in the show notes too. That's right. If you email right. Diane though, make make reference to how much you want to learn and how much you understand the importance of being a good professional. And maybe then she'll give you her cell phone number. Otherwise, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like again. a great idea, Daniel. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's been such a pleasure to speak with you and just, you know, as a female, especially and just seeing yeah. like everything you've accomplished and, and the leadership roles that you've taken on, it's really, really inspiring and um, looking forward to seeing others follow in your footsteps. And I know you've inspired a lot of people 
from even that that excellence of service perspective, number one, but also from getting involved in, in industry and just making a big impact because it's so important, especially nowadays, just to elevate our profession to the highest level for that for that consumer. Well, Katie, thank you um, very, very much. And I want to uh, give a shout out to both of you for what you're doing, uh, both with your brokerage and in the uh, profession as a, as a whole as well. You're the next generation of realtor. Uh, what you're doing today is laying the, the foundation for the next generation of realtor. And I'm really, really proud to have, certainly I've come to know Daniel a little bit uh, and it's a pleasure to, to meet you um, as well, Katie. That's awesome. Thank you. Awesome. That might be the new opening audio for the podcast going forward. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, th thank you once again, Diane. It's always it's a pleasure. pleasure. I, I, uh, I look forward to seeing you again really soon. And maybe we'll have yeah. you back on here again, because something tells me there's going to be a lot of follow-up comments and questions requesting you back mm -hmm. on the program down the road for sure. Oh, well, you're, you're wonderful. Thank you both very, very much. And I hope I wish you all the best for an awesome weekend. Thank you. Thank you. you. Too. Thank you. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. Level, 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 level up, level up, level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. Level up.